0: Okay, gentlemen, in today's episode, I've got for you Ernie Vargas, who's an absolute living legend. He's based out in California, Los Angeles. He's a property mogul. And for me, someone that's actually had a fairly reasonable and easy upbringing... I mean, Ernie's given me some absolutely fantastic insight in terms of what it's like growing up on the streets of LA and his wild ride from being homeless to a Mexican immigrant mother, to gangs, to friends being shot dead, to the property business that he set up. It's fucking awesome. His knowledge is spectacular. His insight actually on mindset and what it takes to be a man today might surprise you. So let's get to this.
1: There are a ton of men doing podcasts about business. Or at least they claim to be men. It's time to take off the panties. (laughs) And let's get real. (laughs) This This is the One Man Man Empire Empire Show with with Charlie Hunt. Hunt. If you have a sweet spot for big business horseshit, or if you're a sucker for bland, boring, politically correct podcasts, you can go ahead and turn this off right now. If you're a man at the helm of your own business, we want to inspire you to make more, provide more, provide provide more, and be more without having to sacrifice it all. You'll get everything from ethically great tactics to dealing with dickhead customers and and all all the the carnage carnage in in between. Let's do it. Welcome to the One Man Empire Show with Charlie Hutton. You
2: grew up in L.A.? Yeah, so, I mean, born and raised in L.A., right? Los Angeles, California, um, to a single mother. Uh, my mother actually came to America uh, at a, you know, she came to America as, as just as, with no family, right? She wow. was sent to America, came to America, and basically, you know, long story short, she found the supposable man of her dreams, right? Well, that man of her dreams got her pregnant and, pretty much threw her out on the streets. And so she was pregnant and um, you know, with me. So I was born in a nun's convent. And then, you know, um I, I was raised in in a basement um in my younger age because we had a struggle of homelessness, to be honest with you. Um we we were um, we were homeless. So that's kind of like how my story, my journey begins, right? Um and I really um I really applaud my mom because she was a strong person, right because um in those instances you you make a choice you either persevere or you give up right, and so giving up is not an option, and so she persevered, she fought hard, she worked hard, she worked i mean really, really hard to put food on the table um but that that's how she raised me so she raised me with with that can do attitude and just being tough and being out there. she never married, mm. and so she um you know she she gave me everything that she had it was rough, you know where, where I grew up at because a lot of my friends probably had similar scenarios not exactly the same thing but uh the the the, the common denominator being that they were um oftentimes uh um parented by a single parent right yeah. so you know there are a lot of weak men that don't own up to the responsibilities that they should take on right and so um as a result we do have a lot of mothers out there that that are you know raising children on the
0: road that's so true it's 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 crazy that isn't it and i mean where- from, from your standpoint only growing up is there a moment in your mind where you're like holy shit that that was the turning point for me
2: um i i always called my mom my mother and my father right wow because <laughs> she she basically was both was both roles um i saw a lot of the you know the other kids in 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 my in my life that that did have a parent on, on both sides a mother and a father um how 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 enriching that was to their life right so i at a young age made a decision that when i grow up the choices that i make will determine how you know i can provide for my family oftentimes i think struggle um is is the fuel that turns people right like either one way the, the sure either giving up or to say in your mind decide i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna get it right so
0: so, so talk, talk me through because I, I think that drives really really interesting Eddie. i i love when, whenever I'm, I'm speaking to other men that have that drive or that entrepreneurial spirit, and, and, and I'm
2: always curious where that fuel sort of came from. In my upbringing, a lot of my friends, um, you know, as, as I got to high school, uh, were, were um, I was burying them, right? Um, because you can imagine that, that an environment like that would probably produce you know not the best thinking. Mm. right. So a lot of these guys were uh, getting killed fuck um,
0: so when you or, say bearing you, you you're literally talking yeah holy yeah. fucker
2: yeah. yeah i mean so i i'd say that yeah nine nine out of ten of my friends you know either incarcerated for life wow um, or 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 dead right holy shit. and and so there there, there are big repercussions if you don't man up to yeah. the possibilities that you have in front of you um oftentimes people don't tell you what's possible and i and i saw that at a very young age and a lot of my peers had never been told what's possible in their life right there were so many limitations in, in their environment um and seeing a lot of these guys um go in that direction uh you know that led to death that, or life frustration.
0: Fucked up so i mean i i could only imagine how that impacts you growing up as a, as a man when you we've got that happening over and over again with multiple people in your environment holy fuck, that, that must make you one of the most resilient people on this planet. Mm.
2: Yeah, it, it did. I mean, uh, these guys were all, you know, joining the a gang, right? They're all gang banging, um, and so, you know, ba- basically that that, yeah. that put them in that place. Um, that was one thing. The other one was my mom, right? I I, I saw her cry every Christmas. You know, it would break oh, my no. heart to see her mm. cry. How how hard the struggles were in our life right? And how she was just in so much pain, right? So it, it, it does something to you internally, right? I'll tell you, Charlie, though, you know, sometimes we do the stupidest things, man. I'll tell you that um, I remember that my mom always told me, you know, uh, the one thing that I ask of you, son, is that you graduate from high school and that you walk on stage I am so looking forward to seeing you walk on that stage. And that was like her whole vision of, 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 you know, I I I've made it as a mother, right? Yeah. Like oh, success. Um, and that's all she ever talked about. Well, Charlie, you know, when you get to high school, sometimes you do the stupidest things. Right. And I told you a lot of my friends weren't, weren't, weren't necessarily bookworms. Right? Yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm out there, um, doing a bunch of stupid things you know not going to class and so as a result you know I I didn't get to graduate on stage so so here we are my mom has purchased herself a brand new dress that she's going to wear on graduation day to see me walk you know on that stage um and and then I come home and I say mom I've got something to tell you um uh I'm not gonna graduate on stage um you know I basically messed up and um and yeah dude that 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 really broke her heart and she's like well I'm still going to go to your graduation. I'm still going to wear my dress. And I'm going to sit there and imagine what it would have been like to have my son walk to that stage. Wow. And Charlie, that killed me, man. That, that killed me. I, I can actually tell you this story today without crying. But man, when I would talk about this, it would really tear me down because I, I let my mom down. You know, she didn't know this, but I actually went to that same graduation and I sat like two rows behind her and I mm. saw her just cry and cry oh, and cry about it, the entire ceremony and that, that killed me man that that really killed me we have all these visions and all of these potentials right like anything's possible right like if you ask if you ask your 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 son you know what do you want to grow be when you grow up he might say something like i want to be an astronaut or yeah. whatever right and and in his mind 100% possible no doubt about it whatsoever <laughs> yeah. anything's possible but that 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 that's the beauty about children's minds right like anything's possible but then as we grow up Um, you know, we sort of get hit with the right and the left with, with life. Right. And then we start to forget about these dreams. Um, And so by the time that I got to high school, all these things that I used to tell my mom, mom, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to, you know, get us this, I'm going to do that. Um, By the time that I got to high school, dude, I'm, 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 I'm failing classes. Um, You know, it didn't feel very real anymore. Right. Yeah. And so um, but it was in that moment that I saw her tear up out there. That, that I said, I have to do something. I've got to find something. I just didn't know what it was. So, um, you know, I I, I got I, I got one job, which you know, it's an acronym for just over broke. Right? <laughs> I, I got one job after another, and um, Charlie, you know, I, I I had the worst jobs in the world, man. What um, what told t- me through that worst worst job, Eddie? What what was the worst dude, job that you ever did? Oh, dude, the worst job in the world. <clears throat> was when i worked at a at a sears warehouse do you know what sears is yeah
0: they're like big department you know? stores aren't
2: they right right yeah, right. Yeah. So back then sears so i worked at a sears warehouse uh, with uh, a bunch of inmates wow so there were guys that that had come out of prison yeah doing life sentences in prison just about coming out and, and an opportunity for work and i say it was a worse job because Dude, that's so far off from where I wanted to be in life, right? So I had a few jobs after that. I mean, dude, I, 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 um, you know, I had, I had a couple of jobs and I landed in one really good job, um, for what we call Costco warehouse. I don't know if yeah. you know what that is. Yeah, yeah. So I was at a Costco back then. They were called Price Clubs, right? right. Well, I was the forklift driver there, and I used to stock frozen chicken and drive the forklift there. Right? Um, I
0: bet you're like a fucking surgeon on a
2: forklift truck, Ernie. I bet oh, you can. Dude, <laughs> You know what we used to do when the the funnest thing about that job, I'll tell you, is that when the store closed down, we used to race in the forklifts. And, and you know how you drive a forklift, right? You drive it backwards. Yeah. Right? So we used to go from the front of the store to the back of the store driving backwards. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. But anyway, um, yeah, so that was a really good job. It was, had benefits. It had, you know, Anything that 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 basically uh an average person would, would aspire to be. So this was my very big first turning point, right? I was in yeah. chicken one day and then my manager pulled over on the forklift and said, Ernie, what's going on? Like, man, I I see that um that they you know, like you're miserable here, like like you've got a frown, like you don't want to do that. Like, is am I right? I said, Yeah, you're right. Well, Ernie. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna give you some really good advice. And that advice is that you better learn to love this job. Love it with all your heart because life is never gonna get any better for you than this job. And if, Ernie, if you wow. pay your cards right, Ernie, Ernie, if you pay your cards right, you can stay at this job for the rest of your life and retire from this one day. Ernie, oh, that's what God. I'm gonna do. That's what my manager said. My manager said, for us, and th- this was my manager's version of a pep talk. Wow. My manager said, for us, us, it never gets any better than this. It'll never get better. This is it. And, holy you know, shit, Ernie. And and so you know that, that does something to you, right? You yeah. say, Yeah, damn, you're right. I either I either do something today or I stay here for the rest of my life. It's my choice. And so that's when I kind of like you heard that expression, you burn the ships behind you. Yeah. Right. So I burn my ships, dude. I, I left a full-time job with all the benefits, right? Uh, my mom thought i was an idiot she's like what are you doing even the people that love you and and mean the best for you they'll 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 say don't do it you yeah. know in part when you got to do it and you do it right and so i did it I, I i quit that job i went into this car sales job in charlie guess what man first day on the job charlie first day on the job i'm driving to my first day of the job and it's a rainy day in march and i get into a car accident right oh, first day on no. the- so i didn't even make it to work and that car accident was so bad, Charlie, that my body flew out of the jeep. Oh fuck! So, yeah, wow, into the freeway. So I was on the highway. Yeah, um, and um, and I was in a coma as a result of that.
0: Wow! First day on the job. So so let, let me just let me just rewind there, already. So you've 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 jacked in stable job. You've jacked in the the health insurance, all the benefits on 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 the thought process that right fuck this. I I can do better than this. And your yeah. first step in doing better this, I've got this job as a car salesman. On the day there, you're in an accident and and and, and fuck, man,
2: that's and I'm in a coma. Yeah, and 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 then the 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 hospital calls Kathy and says um, leaves her a voicemail, right? And um, you know your husband's been in a small car accident. They did not want to scare her, so come on over. Mm. That day, she found out that she was pregnant with her first child. Oh my word. Yeah. So she gets over there. She sees me all in blood. I'm cut up everywhere. And, you know, um, that, and that, you know, that, that was crazy. But, you know, I came out of that coma. She told me that we were going to have a baby, you know, and the doctor's like, well, this is a miracle. I mean, like you came out of a coma. How, how that, long were you we in the coma for, Ernie? It was like about a, uh, uh, like about a week. Wow. I wow. Yeah. So I, I,
0: so I, what's 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 that experience like as someone that's never been in a coma before do you, do you remember anything
2: or you don't remember anything i i don't remember waking up i don't remember getting dressed i don't remember the accident i don't remember anything that full day was vanished out of my memory that is fucked up yeah so i came i came to work after all that right i had to stay at home and rest for a while i went to work i had no medical insurance um you know, I had no no pay, no nothing, no training because I skipped the, the training. <laughs> well so I'm at work and um you know I'm selling cars, right? I'm or at least trying to sell cars. Um eventually I get this guy coming in to this to the dealer and he's a he's a car sales trainer. Everybody's okay. ignoring the dude, everybody's like this dude's smoking stuff that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, but I paid attention to this dude. This dude trained me on how to sell cars, he was pretty good. Fast forward to today, the dude is pretty well known. His name is Grant Cardone. No,
0: so so one on one training at the th- from Grant Cardone from Grant Cardone. Yeah, this
2: this was when holy shit, Ernie. Yeah, so so nobody knows that Grant Cardone's early start was he was a car salesman trainer. He used to train small people.
0: Yeah. that's amazing so so that that was like a uh, fir- first step into whether you call it personal development but going <laughs> yeah. fucking hell man like if if i listen to someone and and and, and i can get some results here yeah so 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 t- talk talk me through that 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 training like what what was that Early was was that just basics of selling or was that was there mindset stuff involved in that as well or what what did that look and what did that feel you know
1: like?
2: a lot of it was being it was awareness of uh being aware of of what's going on in the marketplace, right? He's like, no, man, what you guys got to focus on is you guys got to focus on on the on on the long game, focus on being able to generate a lifetime of customers from one. And so he would talk about, um, you know, giving that person the, the best deal that you possibly could, but then you, you treat them so well that then they in turn refer you people, right? Essentially people will come back to you. Um, and so that worked for me. I, I did really, really well. I did a bunch of other things. Um, um, I made all the other car salespeople pissed off because I was bringing in a lot of business. So, see, um, see, you come in, you
0: come in off the back of being in a coma. Listen, yeah. listen to what you're being told is the right thing to do, and um, fucking good shit happens. And you're beating all the other, all the other, all the other car salespeople
2: that've been there before. Oh yeah, yeah. So the thing was about getting your name on the board. Yeah. all of a sudden you see Ernie's name on the board. That's like, amazing. What is Ernie doing <laughs> <laughs> out here? You know. <laughs> But, uh, you know that that still didn't fulfill the dream man because um you know i knew there was something bigger right and so um i i i pretty much um i got this this invite to go to a real estate seminar i had never seen anything like that in the world my my background there, there was no entrepreneurship right so, to Wrong. this point in my life none um i was very much an introvert i was very quiet and shy timid scared even right and and you see something like this and I'm thinking this must be a scam, you yeah. know, so I told kathy, I told her, um, you know, uh we need to go to this thing, um, and um, we went and uh you know- uh very skeptical, um I told you I wasn't making any money, yeah, and so Charlie, it was a struggle for me to go to the event because it cost ninety nine dollars wow so I, I literally had to round up quarters dimes and nickels and to put in a ziploc bag and and have 99 worth of coins to be able to pay for this event right <laughs> that that that's, that's how amazing that's how poor Jeez, i was man you know and, I, and I, Ca- I, kathy's
0: still pregnant at this stage as well right so you've,
2: you've got this no um so time had passed a baby was born um you know and so she was a school teacher right so i i asked her for a big thing i I asked her to take a day off of work, right? I asked her to take a day off work and, um, in, 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 to come with me to this, to this event. So, you know, she was nursing our baby, right? So, you know, um, she had to exit the the workshop every certain amount of hours to to be able to nurse, you know, the baby. And my mother was outside in the lobby waiting with, with our, with our child. You know, so your
0: mom's literally babysitting live while the event's going on.
2: Yeah. In, in the lobby. Um, and then Kathy would take the baby and run to the car and, you know, nurse her. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was hard, man. Right. Holy shit. So it was, it was, I was, it was a big ass, you know? <laughs> you know, but um, so we're there, you know, Robert Allen's talking about all these, things that are possible in your life. And you know what, man? This is the gift that Robert Allen gave me. He, the gift that he gave me is that he reawoke you know, what was possible for me yeah. again, right? And so that was beautiful, man. That was awesome. At the end of the seminar, Robert Allen says, okay, for anybody that's ready to come with me, um, I'm going to have a, have a room right down there. If you're ready to move forward and do something with all of this, you know, and ready to take action now, come with me, right? Like, raise your hand if that's you, dude. I'm on top of the chair, standing <laughs> <up>. <laughs> and 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 then the punchline to that, Charlie is that he's like, okay, you know, it's only gonna cost you five thousand dollars. I was like, oh, oh, right? Because remember. I struggled to put ninety nine dollars together in a ziploc bag. Um, and so just just said, well, just so
0: we're clear, really, that that five thousand dollars is 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 for the training, right? So that you can get into the, the real estate yeah. business and, and and you can you can get this thing going and and possibly uh, correct take this to the correct. next level.
2: Yeah. So you know, I didn't have it, but as a as a as a as a gift for coming to the workshop, you got like a book and and a little cassette tape um, series, right? So I took that with me, Charlie that's all I could take with me, and guess what, man? I listened to those cassette tapes every single day, every day, and now to the point that I was contaminated. I was contaminated <laughs> with, with 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 like what you know this, this what's possible thought, right? So what, once you've been contaminated with what's possible, yeah, like there's no way you're going back, right? So fast forward, I'm at the car dealership and I'm in the cars, you know, that I'm supposed to be yeah. selling to these tapes yeah.
0: <laughs> instead of selling cars.
2: He's got to sell the cards. You <laughs> Where's Ernie? Where, Ernie's out there in those cars, listening to those tapes. That's all he does every day. <laughs> and um, you know, I, I eventually joined Robert Allen's program.
0: So, so how? So you say eventually joined. How did you get that money together, Ernie? And talk me through that story.
2: Okay, <laughs> man, Charlie. So my mom, you know, I told mom, mom, you know what, mom, I, I, um, you know, I know I didn't graduate on stage right? I failed you there. I'm sorry. And, um, you know, I, I, I I went to like maybe one year of community college and I dropped out of that mom. I'm sorry. I didn't go to college either. Um, and I never landed a good paying job. (laughs) Sorry about that, mom, but mom, I found like I found it. Right. Um, and so, um, I told her all I need is (laughs) 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 $5,000. You know, my mom, like, dude, she cussed me out in Spanish. So Really, I could imagine. Oh, yeah. so, you know, me- a Mexican mother. You know, my- so Mexican mother um, will give you all the support that you want. Yeah, she'll give you a piece of her mind. She'll tell it to you straight, as it is. And she called me every name in the book. And at the end of the day, she's like, "Okay, yeah, son, if you're ready, then here, here's the card." So basically, fuck, wow, that's
0: amazing, Ernie. So, so, so your mom, despite what had happened at graduation that's that's an amazing um amazing place to be isn't it to have have that have someone there that's got that much faith and belief and willingness to back you there i mean that that's that's
2: that's powerful shit isn't it it is man it is it really really is and um you know and that, that's why wherever there's a will there's a way mm. and everybody has a different story right um man and so i did um, I was a sponge. I listened to everything that that was taught to me. And uh, and you know, like th- th- this is where belief comes in, Charlie, like you got to take action. So for me, I, I set a plan for myself. Uh, that was an activity of knocking at least 10 doors per day of, of homeowners that were in foreclosure, right and, 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 and putting a solution in front of them. So for me, um, I was young and naive and I was aggressive. and yeah. so I said, um, I'm gonna set a goal for myself that in two weeks' time, um, well, because that—that's the next step—is that you got to give your goal a deadline. Yeah. So my goal is that I will find a house, and my deadline is in two weeks, and that's exactly what I did, Charlie. I knocked on ten houses a day, and on the last very last day, that Friday, I landed on a house that belonged to Miss Sally. Miss Sally, her house was in foreclosure, and she told me that she had everything resolved and taken care of. Um, you know, I used a. a, a a phrase that that helped me get in the door and, and that was Miss Sally um if anything were to change let me give you my business card because everybody needs a backup plan and let me be that backup plan for you let me be your plan b and Miss Sally says sure sure I'll take it so time passed after that like a whole week after that and then I get a phone call from Miss Sally saying hey Ernie remember you had come to my house last week and we said that if things change and backup plan? yeah yeah that so she's like well I need your help and so long story short, Charlie, and I got that property and that was my first property. And it just goes to show, wow. man, it goes to show how belief, a plan, a goal and a deadline and you acting on that plan is everything, right? And you got to be tenacious about it, you know, no matter what. Yeah, pe- people insulted me sometimes when I would knock on their door yeah. and, and, you know, told me off and, and, and could I have said, oh, this isn't working out. Yeah, I could have said that, but I didn't. Right? I kept on going, and so I got that house, and that was my first house in Charlie. Do you know how much money I made off of that first property? No, tell me, honey, a hundred and fifty-eight thousand dollars. Holy fuck! So we we've gone from
0: we've got <laughs> we got <laughs> I, I need ninety-nine dollars in a fucking ziploc bag that we're piecing together with nickels, dimes, quarters. To mum, can can you please put this this five k on on a credit card to 158k yeah early that's tell me that feeling like what what did what did that
2: feel like and and oh yeah man dude it was it was the the you know it it was it was um oh it, it wasn't easy it was a good at the end of it all when you get that check in hand yeah and you're going like this yeah you feel amazing you feel wonderful right everything's possible Getting to that was a scary moment. But doing that deal the first time was very, very scary. Buying that house, getting that house, you know, refurbished to be able to put back on the market. Yeah. I mean every mistake in the book that you can possibly do. <laughs> Talk me through. What, what was the biggest mistake you did when you were doing that, Ernie? Dude, I I hired um I, I hired some guy who said that he could fix this house for me. Um, I get to the house. And and I see all the local homeless people inside of that property, and I'm oh. like, hey, dude, aren't those the homeless guys out on the street? He's like, oh yeah, don't worry about it, I got them. Um, like, what are you talking about, man? So, uh, you know, th- th- this guy, this guy uh, that I hired, apparently, um, <laughs> my life surrounded by that. He was an ex-con. <laughs> oh no, yeah, he was an ex-con, and. Um, you know, uh, I don't know, have you ever heard of a, a gang called 18th Street? No,
0: I know it happened.
2: Well, uh, it was a big gang <laughs> in Los Angeles, one of the most notorious gangs. I don't know. It's like a, so I, I get I get I get there and um, he's standing there with no shirt and he's right there painting a wall. And I see a big a big one and a big eight on his back. Wow! big of that, which you know, so his whole back. Yeah, uh, is one of the biggest gangs there. He's like, oh yeah, so he's from 18th Street. Um, I oh, I've lost my money on on him, right? Yeah. I hire another guy, and I come to check up on that other guy that I hire, and this guy's all tipsy, totally like this. And I'm like, dude, are you drunk? <laughs> he's like, no, no, man, I ain't drunk. Boom, he falls over and he walks out. <laughs> oh my goodness, all right, dude, I don't know how to hire anybody. So, um, you know, I did every mistake in the book that you can think of, but after all those mistakes, in spite of all those mistakes and everything, I still was able to take home $158,000. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Early. So, but, but that feeling, that feeling that once I got that that check, yeah. once everything was done was amazing. <laughs> it's- um, As a, as a celebration, I took my mom, my wife, my my child, um, friends, extended family members. Um, I took them all, all paid for, right? Plane ticket and their time to Hawaii. Oh fuck, that's awesome. Yeah. So that 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 was my that was like my celebration. And it, it's a memory that that I'll never forget. Um it was a beautiful way to celebrate, you know.
0: So, so even though you took your mom to Hawaii, Ernie, at, at that point, had she forgiven you for not graduating? Did, did that did, <laughs> <laughs> did that let you off the hook, or she was like, Ernie, her, Hawaii's kind of cool, but but son, you're still fucked up, and you should have graduated high school.
2: <laughs> yeah, she she, uh, she eventually forgave me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what what's what I think is amazing about that, Ernie, is I'm I'm a big believer in, in let's call it like like daily standards in terms of the the stuff that it's it's a small stuff that you do consistently each and every single day that that, that has the big impact and the fact that you said there is as part of the goal thing it's like right I'm, I'm gonna knock on 10 doors every day I'm gonna have 10 conversations every day I think that's so fucking powerful isn't it
2: yeah absolutely yeah consistent action you know consistent action uh you still have to work on your mind right we all get hit yeah Right. Life is always throwing things at us. But, you know, it's easier to stay motivated when, you know, things get hard. Right. Eventually you 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 work past, you know, at least for me, you work past your own personal wants towards even bigger and greater. Right. So um, a a big a big part of my drive is my family. Right. My wife, my kids, Um, you know, freedom. But beyond that. Um, is the next chapter of my life, which is working with men, uh, with, what we call reentry, uh, that that are incarcerated and that are released from the prison system. So I go into prison, and I I get to you know work with men and and have conversations with them. Right, it all starts with having conversations with them and, and really helping men to understand that they can break this chain of incarceration yeah. because uh, statistically, a man who is incarcerated will have children who they themselves are incarcerated, and it's wow. a chain that continues to happen. Yeah, and um, so you know I'm passionate about entrepreneurship, so I get to teach these men about entrepreneurship, and about thinking differently, right, and behaving differently. Yeah, be different kind of men, being men who are good fathers. Yeah, and who are, you know really good husbands, right? I had a really good friend that I still think of. His name was Vince. Right. so Vince was uh. He was a brilliant guy, man. This guy was. I don't know if you ever watched MacGyver when you were growing yeah, up.
0: Yeah, I fucking love MacGyver.
2: <laughs> MacGyver.
0: Yeah. <laughs> MacGyver so, in the 80s. That's that was like my childhood. That's, that's right. Fucking man. awesome. <laughs> so, so
2: my, my, yeah, so my friend Vince, he went, he went, he was my, my real life MacGyver. <laughs> this guy like, man, um, he would create things out of anything in wow. real time in that yeah. moment. Um it, it was insane. He was brilliant. The guy was a genius. So much potential. He was brilliant. He was smart. He joined the gang, and his life went downhill. And he was killed. Man. All that oh, wow. brilliance that he had, that MacGyverness that he had inside of him, mm. all went away. Wasted potential. So that 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 that's my drive today. That's huge,
0: Ernie, and I, I think you you hit the nail on the head there, isn't it? Earlier, I, I imagine even more so um, with the work that you're doing is it's incredible how like you said we're born with like this unlimited potential and then all the fucking restrictions and imagine once you've been through the system like the people have been that you're helping right now i'm like fuck man um that that must be like rewarding like nothing else
2: yeah yeah it is i mean um it really really is uh i don't know if i ever told you about my story i I spent uh so I, I was in de- on what we call death row. I don't know if you guys got death row. Yeah, out no, there. we
0: don't. We don't have we don't have that here. But I know I know what it is.
2: Yeah. So I was um I was in Louisiana, uh, one of the most violent prisons in America. Well, I I got to I got to live in it. You know, sleep in it. It was an experience. You know, to 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 walk inside of the prison amongst the men, to eat with them, to be on the yard with them, to 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 do everything that they do, and to sleep on the same cells that they do. Um, how how, that, that, do,
0: how do they how do they treat you Ernie as, as someone that that isn't necessarily facing the same situation that they're facing yet is 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 there with them like how how does that
2: get uh, received at their end? It was good. I think they appreciated that somebody was willing to kind of spend time with them yeah. in there, and um, you know they share their stories and and this is for us it gives us a lot of perspective, man. The the fact that we're free. We've got the freedom sure. of choice to do whatever mm. we want, whatever we want. It's unfortunate because we waste it so much, right? When you're incarcerated, when, when you've been sentenced to life in prison, you don't have that anymore, right? It's still a choice. They chose to thrive while they were in the system. Some of these guys became attorneys, right? They they graduated from law in, inside of prison because you can you can still study and, and and do so many different things in there. Mm. Some of these guys became master carpenters where they were building amazing. Um, amazing things out of wood, Um, you know, other guys, I mean, I became musicians. Uh, I, you name it, like so much talent, you can still, but you do so much, but you just have to do it within the, within, within the walls of, of the, of the facility. You can't be out there doing the things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it was amazing for me to see like, wow, man, like, so uh, some of these guys were like a combination of lawyers, musicians, artists um carpenters all in one like right yeah here we are out in the world we're trying to get it together with just one thing yeah and people come
0: up with a thousand and one excuses why they can't be carpenters why they can't be lawyers why they can't be musicians and we we talk ourselves out of doing the shit that really deep down is is possible and, and doable um, and I, I we, we didn't touch on this when we were talking, because I know from conversation that we've had in the past, that you sold that house for $158,000. And you went back and told that story. And th- this made you like a fucking national
2: celebrity, didn't it? I was grateful. And I was excited. I'm like, I'm like hey, guys, I, I, got, I got my first deal, right? And they're like, "Oh, okay, great, great." So, how much did you make? One hundred fifty-eight thousand dollars. Like, like, What? <laughs> and said, "Would you be willing to give us a, a you know, just kind of like let us film you and do like a little interview and stuff like that?" I said, "Sure, no problem." They took that story and they ran that on on a uh, back back then all the advertising. This was pre-internet, right? Yeah. It was on a full-page newspaper ad, you know. So I was on the front page yeah. of these papers across the country, right? So America and canada right and so they were running all these things about ernie vargas (laughs) or running workshops live workshops about this guy named ernie vargas (laughs) just blew me away and it was insane so i mean dude i i get um i got a fireman that came over to my house really he's like you know he knocks on my door and he says i'm so sorry to intrude but as a fireman, I've got special privileges that the rest of the world doesn't have, so yeah. I can pick you up and find out where you live. And I I took the liberty of coming because all I wanted to do was just shake your hand. And for me, I'm looking at that like what, like dude, I I, I was I was at a store once and this woman taps me on the back and she says, "Excuse me, are you Ernie Vargas?" And I said, "Yes." she said "Oh my <laughs> goodness, I've been praying, literally. I kid you not, I've been praying to meet you." You know, wow. And and that that. That was happening like crazy. That's amazing. I I love.
0: I I love how 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 you were made the celebrity there. It's fucking super cool. And we've been talking today. It's 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 amazing how many times you've you've mentioned two people. First, thing is your mum, and and the second person is is your other half, Kathy. And I love Kathy; she's fucking amazing. And how how much how much impact in in terms of Kathy and I, you've got four four kids now, right? And they they travel with you and Kathy everywhere. You you homeschool them, and I, I'm interested in that that relationship that you have with Kathy and and how that works.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Kathy's always. Um... You know, we we actually met each other at a at a yeah, probably pretty young age in high school. You were all we were together through high school. Um, so we've we've had our you know, she she's been there all, you know, good good and bad in my life. Yeah. And, and I can't say it's always been easy, right? Um, but um yeah, the relationship has been good. Four kids is is definitely you know, a a bigger number in today's day and age. Uh that was important for us. Um you know, we, we decided to homeschool actually. It was kind of interesting how that kind of came about because it wasn't really um something that I was familiar with at all. But she had mentioned it and remember, she was a school teacher. Yeah, she was an elementary school teacher, um, and loved being a teacher and working with children. Uh, but she uh saw how the school system was was flawed in 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 and it would I would say limit kids' growth and Everybody has different ways of learning. Yeah. Um, she had mentioned it to me. And I thought, nah, I said that, 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 how, I thought, I thought that it would not be a good idea because I, I thought that in my opinion, you know, look, I, I went through the public school system. Yeah. That, that, that made me in my mind um, a better person because it allowed me to deal with the world. Um, and, you know, um, you can't shelter a child. You can't kind of keep that child in a bubble and protect yeah. them. You will really hurt a child by doing that, right? A child's got to be able to fall down and know how to get themselves back up, right? That, that, that was my, all of my thinking. Um, and what about the socialization aspect, right? We only have so many years of influence over our children. I forgot what that exact number is, but it's like, I think it's so we, we think that we have a kid up until the age of 18. Yeah. We don't. We only have them for like, what is it, like seven years or something like that? It's a very, you know, after a certain age, they are looking outside of us, right? And they are influenced by other people, mm. by the world, by their peers, more than they are by us. Um, well, at, at the time, my, my daughter, my oldest daughter was in, um, like she was in, in school, like like, at, like the very first year. And, um, you know, a- already I started to see Things that I didn't agree with, she she already knew how to read a lot more than the average child. She her, she had been given a lot. We had poured a lot more into yeah. her, right? She got she got punished at school because she was told to write her name, okay, but she wrote her name in colors, right? <laughs> and she did not write it all in one color, but in different colors. So she yeah. was being creative. Right. And in school, in a traditional setting, you are not taught to be creative, right? You are taught to be conventional. You are taught to stay within the lines. She went outside of lines. So you have to stay within the lines. In in a conventional world, you've got to stay within the lines. You got to think within the lines
0: so 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 you 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 see your uh your daughter there already she, she she's she got this creative writing in. and was that the moment where you're like right this kathy's right she she's right we're doing this homeschooling shit, with we're we're, we're we're allowing it to have bigger pictures and um was, was that the catalyst decision for pretty you
2: pretty much yeah yeah we we pulled her out and um i'm not saying that it's easy right because as a parent i mean that that there's a lot of responsibility on you right as well yeah. um but and, and i'm not saying school is bad altogether either but you got to be very mindful of, of what your kids are doing in school and who they're around what they're listening to what what's coming into them and spend time with them to make sure that they can grow in the areas that they that they develop need more development in and growth
0: that's right. amazing Ernie. It's it's amazing that you and Kathy managed to do that together on top of running the business together. You've got so many shared experiences, like good times, bad times. How do you balance that so that right decisions are made from a business standpoint from a family standpoint with all all that fucking history and all that sort of stuff?
2: Yeah, I don't know like I guess um, um I think we've both grown and matured as we've gotten older. Oh, sure. Yeah. When we were younger, (laughs) arguments, right. More pride. I think pride is a big one, man. Pride is pride to really get in the way of, 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 of living, you know, um, sometimes we want to be right or we're defending our position and right. in that relationship with your spouse, um, you know, do you, what's that saying? Do you rather be right or do you rather be happy? Yeah. And, and, um, I think too many people are focused on trying to always be right. Nah, man, let go of that. Let go of that. What really matters? And you know what? Life is very, very short, man. Holy fuck. There you
0: have it, gentlemen. An absolute lesson in how to overcome adversity. I mean, fuck anyone that can go ahead and scrape $99 together of nickels and dimes and then go turn that into 158 Gs in my mind and with everything that's going on right now. Couldn't be a bigger mantra for money. Anyway, that's it from me. I've been Charlie Hutton. You've been listening to Ernie Vargas. And I will catch you guys on the next episode.
1: You've been listening to the One Man Empire Show with Charlie Hutton. Congratulations. You made it to the end without becoming a snowflake and sobbing like a little girl. We're glad to have you. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll see you next time for some real... Raw Honesty on the the One One Man Man Empire Empire Show with with Charlie Hutton. Hutton.